Before you come forward, don't forget to look backward. That's a thought that came to me as I was praying about what I should preach on this Corpus Christi Sunday. Before you come forward, don't forget to look backward. St. Paul said something very similar in his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 28, when he wrote, A man should examine himself first, only then should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. In other words, before you come forward to receive the Holy Eucharist, which is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Savior of the world, and not a symbol, not a symbol, before you do that and come forward to receive Holy Communion, don't forget to look backward. Don't forget to look backward into your life. Look backward to determine if at that moment you are in the proper spiritual state and are properly disposed to receive Jesus worthily. Because the one thing you don't want to do as a Catholic Christian is to receive the Eucharist unworthily. As St. Paul says in that same chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily sins against the body and blood of the Lord. Now that's certainly a sin that can be forgiven. God will forgive every sin we repent of and when necessary bring to the sacrament of reconciliation. But it's no small matter. Receiving unworthily is a sin that's very serious. There is, after all, nothing more precious and holy on this earth than the body and blood of the Savior, the one who died on the cross and rose from the dead for our salvation. What I want to share with you now are three situations that you might find yourself in when you do look backward at Mass. If you find yourself in one of these situations, you should definitely not come forward to receive, at least not at that particular liturgy. Come with your hands over your chest, crossed in this fashion, and we'll give you a blessing. One of the clergy, one of the deacons or priests. But fear not, don't despair, even if one of these does apply to you, there are still some positive steps you can take to move forward. And if you move forward enough, you'll eventually be able to come forward and receive communion with a clear conscience. So here they are. Situation number one, mortal sin which includes things like hatred, adultery, blasphemy, fornication, masturbation, contraception, and missing a Sunday or Holy Day Mass without a good reason. As it says in paragraph 1415 of the Catechism, anyone who desires to receive Christ in Eucharistic Communion must be in the state of grace. Anyone aware of having sinned, having sinned mortally must not receive communion without having received absolution in the sacrament of penance. Which is precisely the way to move forward if you suddenly realize you're in this situation. Today's second reading from Hebrews 9 says that Jesus, and here I quote, 
entered once for all into the sanctuary, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. Jesus shed his blood on that cross so that we could receive forgiveness for anything and everything. But we have to reach out for it, which is what we do in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Remember what Pope Francis has said? It's not that God gets tired of forgiving, we get tired of asking for his forgiveness. He's always ready to forgive. On that note, I should mention that we have confessions here every Wednesday afternoon at 5 and every Saturday afternoon at 3.30 or at some other time by appointment. We'll make an appointment with you if necessary. So go to confession if you need to. What have you got to lose except your sin? Situation number two that might prevent you from coming forward to receive. You're not Catholic. In 1 Corinthians 10:17, St. Paul says this, Because the loaf of bread is one, we, though many, are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. When we share the Eucharist with other people, we are making a statement, a public statement. We're making a statement that we are one in faith with them. That's what St. Paul is telling us in that text. But unfortunately, we are not one in faith with our non-Catholic brothers and sisters. It's a tragedy, but it's true. Yes, we do share some elements of belief in common with Protestant Christians, true enough. But that's not sufficient to come forward together and partake of the one loaf. If you are not Catholic, and you're here at Mass this morning, I certainly welcome you. I'm glad you're here with us to pray to our Savior together. I invite you to come forward also for a blessing at communion time. But furthermore, I encourage you to learn more about the Catholic faith and to consider becoming Catholic. That's the best way you can move forward. Deacon Fran and his wife Donna will be starting their RCIA, Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, classes again this fall. Think about signing up for those classes. Signing up doesn't mean you will become Catholic, although I hope you will. It will simply give you the opportunity to learn more about the Church so that you can make an informed decision as to whether or not you want to enter it. And if you do enter it, the good news is, then you'll be able to join us at the altar to receive communion, because you will be one in faith with us and with the Church. Which brings us finally to the third situation that might prevent you from coming forward to receive the Eucharist. Your marriage is not valid in the eyes of the Church. Some people might think this teaching has changed recently. It has not. You see, marriage, from a Catholic perspective, is not a contract. Marriage, from the Catholic perspective, is a sacrament. It's a sacrament that forms a covenantal bond between a man and a woman. And the fact that it's a sacrament means that Jesus and his body, the Church, must be part of the union. And even in marriages where a Catholic marries 
An unbaptized person, which are not strictly speaking sacramental marriages, even in those, however, the Lord needs to be involved. Because as the Catechism tells us, God is the author of marriage. Marriage was his idea. What I often tell people is, if you're a Catholic, you're a member of the spiritual family known as the Church. So for your marriage to be valid, you need the spiritual family's blessing. And this blessing is what you should want. Just like you want the blessing, you want the approval of your parents and your siblings and the other members of your biological family when you get married. So if this is your situation now, if you're married outside the church, how do you move forward? My recommendation would be to talk to a priest or a deacon. He can help you to determine what you need to do and then help you to begin the process. If you and your spouse in the civil union were never married before, you simply need to have your marriage convalidated. Sometimes they say, have your marriage blessed which basically invo involves some preparation, some paperwork, and then a very brief ceremony in which you take your vows in front of a priest or deacon and two witnesses. If there are previous marriages there, the process may be more involved, but that's what the priest and deacon or deacon can help you to determine. In the meantime, come up for a blessing at Mass like the others. And also, make a spiritual communion. Actually, a spiritual communion is something that we can all do when for some reason we're not able to receive the Blessed Sacrament. Even non-Catholics can do it. It basically involves asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart and to give you the spiritual benefits of the Eucharist. Now, there's no official prayer for this. You can use your own words, although a lot of people use the spiritual communion prayer of St. Alphonsus Liguori as a model for their own. Let me read his prayer to you now. St. Alphonsus wrote, My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you with all my heart. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already in my heart, and unite myself to you completely. Please do not let me ever be separated from you. I think that's the one they use on EWTN during their televised daily Mass for the benefit of the shut-ins watching at home who are not able to receive communion that day. Before you come forward, don't forget to look backward. That, I believe, is the simple and direct message the Lord has for us on this Corpus Christi Sunday. It's my prayer this morning that we will all learn to put this message into practice so that whenever we do come forward to receive the Eucharist at Mass, we will do so worthily and thus be open to the many graces that Jesus wants to give us in and through the sacrament of his body and blood.